Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we'll be talking about some NFL football as the San Francisco 49ers have a matchup over the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Betting Barrier Podcast. Now, before we went on break, we previewed what we're doing for this week's show. Once again, talking about the 49ers for their upcoming Week 18 matchup. First time in NFL history, we got ourselves the 17th game of the regular season for a team, but the Niners have a lot to play for as they end up taking on the Rams on the road. And in case any of you forgot, the Niners have not officially clinched a playoff spot yet. However, there are a couple of ways they can do so. So before I'll get into the actual matchup, I'll break down the playoff scenarios and everything like that. But before we even do that, we got to recap what happened last week. And we unfortunately went 0-2. It was especially unfortunate because it looked like we were going to coast to a nice easy winner there with the Texans plus the points, but the Niners outscored them 13 to nothing into the fourth quarter, and the Niners ended up winning 23 to 7. I had the Niners winning the game, but I did think that the Texans would hang around. They did, and yet it did not matter as the Texans in the fourth quarter got absolutely torched, but the game went under pretty easily as uh, San Francisco's defense was really good in the game. Plus, we ended up doing the actual video before Garoppolo was announced to be out. So with Trey Lance at quarterback, I definitely like the under a lot more than the over, but that's what happens when you upload these in advance. So it is what it is, but to go through the actual games, uh, game itself, the Niners offensively were fine. I can't say they really did anything. They had 10 points through three quarters, but when you have a rookie quarterback making a second career start, I can't exactly criticize the offense for struggling because Lance hadn't really seen the field pretty much in the last two months. But Lance's passing numbers were okay. He was 16-23, to 249 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick, sacked one time, QBR of a 34.1. Ground game, Elijah Mitchell doing Elijah Mitchell things again. 21 carries for 119 yards. He was solid. However, they had no rushing touchdowns in the game. Instead, the two touchdowns were had by Debo Samuel, 63 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. And then you had Elijah Mitchell in the backfield who caught a pass for a touchdown, two receptions, 11 yards and a touchdown. But to go through the rest of the receiving core, George Kittle did nothing once again, one catch for 29 yards. Brandon Ayuk was good though, 94 receiving yards on four receptions. I already mentioned Debo 
and that was pretty much it. So to go through the rest of the team, really not much else to go through offensively. You had one fumble by Ayuk, but it was recovered, so the Niners only had one turnover, which was pretty much the story of the game because of the fact that with a rookie quarterback who had had some issues with turning the ball over, especially against Arizona in his first appearance this season, did a better job of maintaining control over the football and the Niners were able to rely on that powerful defense that was able to really stifle Houston's offense. But to go through Houston's offense in this game, you had Mills, who didn't really do much. He had 163 passing yards, one touchdown, one pick, sacked three times, and a QBR of 29.7. And on the ground, the Texans did nothing. 16 carries for 47 yards by Rex Burkhead, and that was basically it. So to go through the receiving core... Brandon Cooks, solid game, seven receptions, 66 yards, and one touchdown, and that was pretty much it. Burkhead did have six catches for 32 yards, so maybe you can look at the likes of a Sony Michelle type or maybe even a Cam Akers in this game, potentially catching some passes out of the backfield, but that was kind of the entire offensive production for Houston or a lack thereof. But to go through the sacks for the Niners, you had Jordan Willis who had won, Arden Key had one. You would have a sack by Ibukum and half a sack by Eric Armstead. So the defense definitely did a good job of pressuring the quarterback and holding the opposition to seven points. Then again, it's Houston, so you got to hold that with a grain of salt. But the point is they still beat the team they needed to beat and to keep their playoff hopes alive. But that's going to segue us into the actual scenarios that the Niners have to make the playoffs. And there's really two scenarios. Either one, you win. You beat the Rams and you're in. So that's the easiest scenario. Take care of business and see what happens. The other scenario is the Saints losing if the Niners lose. Now, the Saints play the Falcons, and the Saints are obviously favored as a result. However, of course, the Falcons did end up beating the Saints earlier this season with Taysom Hill at quarterback. So the question is if history will repeat itself in this spot. But Atlanta is plus four and a half at home. Of course, any time the Saints have to play for something or you have a team that has motivation and the other team has no motivation besides playing spoiler, you tend to assume Atlanta might fold a little bit. But the idea of sabotaging or playing spoiler to a division rival is always fun. So keep that in mind. Atlanta is definitely alive to win that game, but you'd much rather just win the game yourself and clinch without relying on some external factors. But either way, you're looking at this matchup here. And the Niners beat the Rams earlier this season handily in that Monday Night Football game where they smacked them by double digits. Now, do I think that's going to happen again? No. I think the Rams had a terrible showing in that game. And I think they'll look a lot sharper. But the Rams also have motivation in this game. Because we talked about the Niners, but unfortunately, the Rams are still fighting for a division title. Because they are currently, well, in a war with Arizona as they have a one-game lead with one game left. So, they clinch the division with a win or an Arizona loss, of course, but you do have to talk about the fact that the Rams offensively have not looked that sharp the last couple of weeks. And to go through the last three games, scored 20 against Seattle, scored 30 against Minnesota, but there was a punt return touchdown in there, and then they scored 20 against the Rams in a come-from-behind win there. But Stafford has had some serious issues when it comes to turning over the ball, and especially for the last couple of games. You look at the game against Seattle, one interception. Game against the Vikings, three interceptions. Game against Baltimore, two interceptions. So when you have five interceptions in the last 
two games, you're concerned. And the Rams have still managed to win anyway. They've won a fair share of games in a row. But you do have to mention that there are some issues with the turnover department because Stafford has 15 interceptions this season, yet they've still won each of their last five games. So the Rams have been clicking. They've looked good, but McVay has had issues with Shanahan pretty much his entire career as this has been a pretty one-sided coaching matchup as Shanahan's gotten the better of him frequently. But Garoppolo is returning to practice for the first time in about two weeks, uh, dealing with the thumb issue, and it's, in my opinion, safe to assume that Garoppolo is going to play. Is he guaranteed to play? No, they haven't announced he's going to, but if they start a rookie quarterback with a division, or not a division, with a playoff spot on the line, I'm going to be shocked. Let's put it that way. And if Lance plays this game, I expect him to struggle a lot because the Rams' defense is a lot better than Houston's. But if Garoppolo plays, do I really like him either in this spot? Not really, because he's off the thumb issue. He wasn't having a great passing year to begin with. It was okay, 3,400-plus passing yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 picks. But we've seen Garoppolo have issues in the past when it comes to not being able to win you games. He's the kind of quarterback who's a game manager who you hope just doesn't do anything stupid for about four quarters. And that's really the story of his career. So, of course, he took the team to a Super Bowl. Then again, did he actually take him or did Mostert and the ground game? Because Garoppolo was asked to basically do nothing that entire playoff run. Mostert had that 200-plus rushing yard game against the against the Packers. You had the really low-scoring, ugly game against Minnesota. So Garoppolo, even with success, is going to, I don't want to say rely on the defense to carry him, but let's just say he'll, he'll need to make a couple of decent throws and rely on the ground game to do most of the heavy lifting. But for this matchup here, the spread in this one is Rams minus four, minus four and the total is 44 and a half. And the total, I think, is too high. That I like the under. I do think that you'll see the Rams' defense buckle down against either a limited passing quarterback in Trey Lance or a quarterback who's less than 100% in Garoppolo. And Stafford's interceptions are so concerning that I do think that he will make one or two stupid throws, potentially in the red zone, which should result in some empty trips. So I like the under in the game. As for the actual side... I find this extremely, extremely difficult because you're looking at who the Rams have played the last couple of games, and I mentioned they've won five in a row. They haven't played many quality teams. Baltimore right now is not a playoff team. Minnesota, not a playoff team. Seattle, not a playoff team. Arizona, playoff team. Jacksonville, not a playoff team. So they've had a pretty easy schedule over the last month and change just based on how it worked itself out. But the Rams have been really good at home. 5-2 and two at home. The Niners are 5-3 and three on the road. Do I really trust the Niners when push comes to shove? And I really don't. I have some concerns about the quarterback position. I think the Rams are definitely the more talented team, both defensively and offensively. We know Cooper Cup is an absolute monster. So I do think that you're going to be seeing a pretty big game from him, especially if they want to pad his numbers so he can challenge some records for just having one of the best seasons of all time for a wide receiver. But you're looking at Cam Akers returning. Is he going to do much? Maybe not, but Sony Michelle has been really, really good. So I'm not sure if Akers really needs to do much. Odell's been really good since he came to the team. And Stafford, the question is, is he going to suck? Because he was awful against the Niners on Monday Night Football. But 
We'll see. I don't trust either quarterback, but I will hold my nose and take the Rams minus the four. So I am still concerned, as probably you should be, if I like the Rams to win about the Niners' chances of making the playoffs. I think Atlanta's very alive to beat New Orleans, but we'll see what happens. I could be wrong, but I do like the under as my favorite play in this game. So once again, my thoughts for this Week 18 matchup are going to be the Rams minus the four points as well as the under 44 and a half but the Niners still alive to make the playoffs and I do think Atlanta's got a great shot to beat a New Orleans team that really cannot score because Taysom Hill is their quarterback so that has been this installment of the Benbury podcast here for Thursday January 6th bye everyone without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.